Hey everybody, welcome to another year, another season <laughs> of the Soccer Thread Podcast. We took a summer break, uh, maybe even longer than that. I'm here, uh, it's hard to get everybody together, but Ryan Palmer, how was your Father's Day? I feel like it's probably been so long. Has it been that you long? Know. How was your Mother's Day maybe even? I mean... I don't know, yeah. Oh, you've got a beverage. It's been so long, I forgot to get a beer. So, uh, oh man, you're just, it's oh going to be a bunch of oh dead geez. air. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to just talk just tell the people this. about your father's day. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I can't believe it's been that long. Um, I feel like we probably potted, uh, since father's day, but, um, it's been a great summer. It's, I, I, um, I saw an old friend from, um, yes, uh, there from college recently. And, uh, he is also a teacher and, he said that summers are great because every day is Saturday, except the end of summer, uh, you kind of reach your last Saturday and, and then it kind of gets a little depressing. I'm, I'm, I'm currently in that stage. Uh, Those last two I've, weeks, every day is Sunday. I've, yeah, I've, I've, passed, I've passed my last Saturday. So um, big, big Sunday scaries. Uh, school's starting back up this week, so... Um, glad to get a pod in before, before school starts. So, yep. Yep. That's right. Uh, let's see life updates from this side. Yeah. Just a busy summer. Did some traveling, got back to the Midwest recently, which was beautiful. Uh, got to see some potters, got to see some pod friends. Uh, just absolutely lovely. So I was happy about that. And now, you know, similar school starting back up, uh, and we're, we're settling back in for the the fall and the winter, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Back so, to the grind. And, go. and you know, the soccer thread podcast will be back in your feeds. I'm sure, uh, once summer comes to an end. So I think so. Everyone will have to get back in a rhythm. The, uh, yeah. soccer being back on like the European leagues is a absolute shocking wake up call that the, the year is coming. Well, it was but earlier more than this that. year, right? It was earlier. Right. So it was like, what? Wait, really no, shocking. This can't be it. And then my brother also texted the other day and was like, hey, are you watching Packers preseason tonight? And I was like, mm, <laughs> nah, I can't. I not can't ready. deal with the idea. It's not, not NFL time already. Oh, my God. It's preseason, though. It's, preseason is like transfers. It never works out. <laughs> what? I saw somebody. This is, this is exactly in our wheelhouse for the Soccer Thread Pod. Uh, some NFL team hasn't lost a preseason game in 12 years or something. And I was like, <laughs> why? Does anyone care? Like, that's the dumbest stat I've ever heard. No, that's not the dumbest stat. The dumbest stat you ever heard was that Aaron Rodgers was perfect on broken plays or whatever. the Free plays. He has a perfect passer rating on free plays. (laughs) Oh, really? Because he either scores a touchdown or it doesn't count. They take the penalty. God, that is the dumbest stat I've ever heard. You're right. Unbelievable. Uh, all right. So, uh, warm ups, warm ups, warm ups. I don't think we've got a warm up. I think we're just going to go into the emails. So, uh, Mike isn't here. Colin's not here. Two man pod. Yeah. Uh, God bless those men. Uh, they'll be back, but it's just us tonight. So we have an email from Pedro. Um, but Pedro, uh, specifically asked that we do not read this email if Mike is not on the pod. So I will respect those wishes and skip to the next two emails. 
Um, one from uh, Jeff Swick and one from Burge. Um, Can we take out of context quotes from Pedro's email? I mean, just as a teaser. Just so teaser is uh, heartbreak, uh, geography B, and yeah. capital of Iraq. Uh, we'll just leave yeah. it at that. We'll leave it. I at was that. gonna. My out of context quote was going to be quote. I will never forget Baghdad. <laughs> that is. Stay uh, tuned. So other the the next two emails are from uh, Jeff and Burge. Um, Burge, first of all, Spurs are going to win the league. Uh, gang, gang, let's top go. Top of the league. Um, top we're not of the top league. of the league right now, but it's it's all oh, right. Uh, you were for you were for we were for a minute hours. for a minute for yeah. a hot minute. Yeah. Um, both of Jeff uh, and Burge are. Uh, concerned that the Soccer Thread podcast will not be in their feeds uh, for much longer. You guys, we're doing fine. Everyone's happy. We still love each other. We're, we're, uh, we've not broken up. The Fab Four are still together. Uh, we've just been on a summer break, you know, so life happens and, and uh, summer happens and we, and we got to travel, but we'll, we'll, we'll all be back again soon. Um, I don't... So one of those podcasts or one of those emails rather from either Swick or Burge, one of them was like present tense and like, I love the pod. I hope you guys are doing well. And one of them was like, I loved the pod. It was a source of joy. <laughs> I was like, it's not. Whoa, don't bury us here. We're, we're OK. We're all I know. right. Uh, don't don't put that past tense on us. It's uh, it's always heartwarming to to read these, though, that we've become we've become such a. Uh, regular part of their week. So uh, appreciate that. That, that was that was uh, it was very nice. You guys are appreciated for giving us our content because we don't make these run orders <laughs> anymore. So um, we got to talk. We we've been away. Actually, let's do this now since you know we're we're just going off the top. Uh, we've we've not been able to do a little wrap up of um, uh, the the Aurora. Um, and they're oh season, absolutely absolutely right? uh, I think we got to talk about heartbreaking loss in in the final but um, inaugural season I'm seeing all I'm seeing them get invited to Minnesota preseason football games but hey they're get they're out on the field uh, it's you know come on you lights one of the one of the uh, players signed a professional contract I think recently did you see that I did in, yeah I think European portugal something yeah like in that. portugal so, yeah yeah a, look a pre-professional team moving people onto the pros that is i think uh that's the whole intent so that's amazing they made it to the final of the ooh, usl i forget the name of the league now that's bad um it's usl affiliated isn't it wusl yeah, usl something yeah, like that yeah um made it to the final absolutely amazing run i think they're the best team in the regular season uh, the players have had nothing but amazing things to say about the training facilities and the training staff and the experience. So, um, you know, Burge doesn't the, need us to tell him, but yeah, I mean the training facilities, the training staff, the, the coaches, um, and then the, the fan, uh, uh, the fans have been awesome, right? Like they're, they're selling out games. They were like averaging more fans than, um, NWSL. Most NWSL. Uh, yeah um teams so uh yeah shout out to the to aurora and and uh fantastic inaugural season and 
I'm excited for, for more things to come with that. So absolutely, absolutely a massive success. So congratulations to everybody involved there. Uh, we will continue to, to watch and to stay engaged. Uh, just amazing stuff. Very yeah. Cool. So shout to shouts to Burge and, and everyone in the front office and, and everyone that did some, some awesome things on the pitch as well. Um, tough, tough way to end the year, but thank God it didn't go to penalties. Uh, mm-hmm. and they just, they ran into a goalkeeper that was like insanely hot. She, she was, uh, she was a very, very good goalkeeper. I think, I in- um, uh, all American, uh, I, oh God, I want to say from maybe played at Arizona. If I could remember correctly, I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, just fantastic stuff from, from the Aurora and, and excited for that to continue to grow. So- um, Go ahead. Uh, this is tangential at best, but I was listening to another podcast recently, and the question came up whether, uh, you know, the U.S. women's national team has been so dominant in uh, women's soccer worldwide for so long, uh, and a lot of the credit there has been given to like Title Nine and the colli- the collegiate system and players uh, getting training, and now around the world you see uh, women's leagues are really starting to blossom in England, in France, in Germany, in Mexico. Uh, all over the place. So the question on this other podcast was, does that concern you about the, you know, the U.S.'s dominance? Are those days over because there's now more investment in other women's leagues around the world? Uh, curious what your thoughts are. I, why would I be concerned about that? Why would I be concerned about that? Exactly. I, I think that that is great. I think it is great. I think if we look at like, um, God, it's been so long since we podcast. It feels so good. Uh, like, look at the success of, of, of England in the Euros, right? Just mm-hmm. the general success of the Euros in England. They sold out every stadium, every game. Yep. Um, the viewership was way, way up. Um, it's, you know, that success means that things are just going to generally be more competitive and more exciting and bring more fans and continue to, to uh, bring in the revenue. Like, why would I be concerned that, that Mexico is getting better at soccer uh, and they're starting to pump money into the women's game there? Like, it's great. That's exactly what needs to happen. Yeah, I should, yeah. This is not a thing that should, should concern me. You know, like the thing that, that would concern me is that the U.S. isn't keeping pace with that. Right, like if the U.S. gets um, complacent in in that uh, investment, and yeah. and then we get start getting surpassed by England and Germany and France and and Mexico and uh, Colombia and like all those nations, and now we're falling behind. Right, that's that would be the concern. Um, but to be clear, that's a concern from women's U.S. women's national team. That's not a, like a global overall concern. That's amazing overall. Like if the level that the U.S. has set over the last 30 years is surpassed mm-hmm. across, you know, the, the rising tide. If we don't keep up with the rising tide, right. that's on us. Right. But like rising tide is is a good thing. So yeah. it's yeah. This question on this other podcast, I was just like, that's. That's a wild question to even ask. <laughs> like, no, we want everyone to remain bad. Yeah, like, no, we don't want investment. Like, of course we do. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, yeah it's wild. wild. It was wild. Yep. Um, okay, uh, I'm not... Go ahead. I mean, f- f- maybe my final thought on that also is, like, the U.S. women's national team, 
regularly crushes people mm-hmm. like it's not even interesting it's hard to find good games uh like more competitiveness is great because it makes these tournaments more interesting as well as it is you know maybe we have one interesting group stage game maybe it gets interesting in the semifinals depending what the matchup looks like but like that's that's not that interesting overall right like bring the competition let's go let's let's have more games against more top quality i love uh, it that's so much better from a fan's perspective anyway so 100 percent, 100 percent. um okay uh i'm gonna try to parse this email from vincent um basically you know i think he's trying to get into some some bigger deeper thoughts mainly thinking that uh i think his his main question is is jose Mourinho right um and i i don't know i i hope that he's being um sarcastic when he says that i know most of you uh have nothing but pure love and admiration towards Mourinho, <laughs> and you think he's a wonderful coach um especially when he was at tottenham um <laughs> but is is jose Mourinho a fortune teller uh on life philosophy uh or or does does jose Mourinho mold people to fit his philosophy of who of whom they are and just ruin people i.e deli ali I mean, it, it has Luke, to be both. Luke Shaw. I mean, Luke Shaw. Luke is Shaw. Here. Yeah. Everywhere he goes, it's somebody. Uh, I don't know who his current person is because I don't pay enough attention to Roma. Is that where he is now? Yeah. Uh, so, so I. Oh, actually, maybe I do pay just enough attention. Wasn't there Chris Richards? There was an American center back there that was getting ruined by him. Uh, luckily, not a starting center back for the men's national team. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Jose, I think, fits the mold of the uh, person who is constantly cynical and is proven right most of the time. Congratulations. <laughs> like that. That's not a, a hard person to be. We could all go and do that. But like that doesn't bring anyone joy. It doesn't it doesn't bring the own, maybe it brings Jose happiness to feel smug and, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. like. You can play mostly negative football and grind out results and do pretty well, especially in cup competitions. That's not a surprise. You can be kind of a dick and like be right about a lot of stuff most of the time. That's not a surprise. Does that make him uh, right most of the time? Maybe. Does it make him a special one? No. Like anyone can do that. So I don't. I don't think he's a fortune teller. I think he just fits that mold and does it well. Like. There are other coaches that try to do the same thing and don't do it as well. He just does it very well. Good for him. Yeah, I'm trying to parse what, what Vincent is struggling with um, if he's having an existential crisis, which, you know, I go through daily. But um, I like, you know, he's, I think he says he lays awake at night thinking about Jose Mourinho and Deli Ali. And that <laughs> is, <laughs> there's Vincent, be careful, man. That's, you don't want to get too deep into that. I, I think that maybe Josie is like, you know, for a certain player, you know, Vincent's in here. He says, I could have sworn yesterday I was 22 playing in adult league, um, playing in adult league. Now I'm dropping my son off uh, to his practice and I'm over 40, um, which honestly, Vincent, that sounds great. That sounds amazing. Yeah. First of all, congrats. Shouts. You made it. And, you know, with Josie, there's like he has a he has a, a shelf life at a um, at a club and maybe. Uh, 
maybe Vincent is thinking about that shelf life and as soon as maybe maybe Vincent is Delhi and Delhi definitely had his shelf life as a player and has his shelf life. And when Josie walked through those doors, maybe Delhi Ali was like, uh oh, this is it. This is this is it. My my career he he has chosen me and uh <laughs> You are and the chosen one. I, I should maybe start dropping my kid off at, at football and, and uh, not not dropping myself off anymore. Um, I, so, I like th- I like this, uh, but I I don't think it's Josie. Deli Ali, I don't feel bad for. <laughs> no. uh, he's doing fine. He, I don't know, like. There are people that, that Mourinho, like Luke Shaw, I feel worse for because he seems, uh, I don't, like less of a competitive, uh, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, like it seems <laughs> like Jose took Luke Shaw and really ruined him and it may have had a real impact on him, like as a person or mentally or something. And Delhi, like his career hasn't done well, but he seems probably like he still has nothing a, but the utmost belief in right. utmost belief in himself, right? Right. Uh, and it's maybe like, I mean I don't know these guys. I don't know, but like, it's as I if it's as if Josie decided to pick on Juan Mata. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. Delhi, I feel like could handle his own. You know, where Luke Shaw just feels like maybe he couldn't. And this might the, the this might just be because Luke Shaw's pudgy, right? Maybe that, that <laughs> might be the only reason I'm like, maybe I identify with him, and I'm like, that would hurt my feelings. And Deli Ali's like this cool, like hot dude, and I'm like, I don't. He screw him. He probably still loves himself. <laughs> he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be fine. Yeah, he's fine. Um, Those hot guys, they're always fine. Let's see. I uh, there's some some Wisconsin respect here. We're talking about. Uh, some Wisconsin traditions here, uh, you know, no ketchup on a bratwurst. Like I can get I in, I'm, I'm in there. Um, Look. and then, and then he, he really wants us to put some, some respect on the brandy old fashioned. Um, I'm going to, I got some, give hot me a hot takes. take brandy some, old fashioned hot take. Go, go. Listen, I, I shared this in the, on the text thread. Um, you know, they lost all respect when they decided to put some Sprite in there. So and that squirt, and that, oh, squirt whatever well, you're doing it wrong yeah if you get squirt it's <laughs> it's better and the chunky uh, ice yeah get that chunky ice out of my old-fashioned please i like we get these nice emails from uh swick and burst that are like hope you guys are doing great hope the podcast comes back vincent comes in though he knows how to get us back he's like <laughs> i'm gonna stir the pot i'm gonna talk about brats and ketchup these guys will be back on the air this week <laughs> you're right you're he right, knows. Vincent. You, he knows. It's back on the air. Uh, I think I've admitted on here that I I'll put ketchup on my brat. I'm not I'm not afraid to admit it. You uh, you will. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I actually I was um, uh, in in one of my many summer travels. Uh, I think I think I was at in in Montana uh, visiting my parents, and my dad had made some hot dogs. Uh, not a brat, but a hot dog. And yeah. lived in Chicago for ten years, so you don't put ketchup on a hot dog. You just don't. It's it's a rule. Uh, and I had 
we were just sitting at the end of dinner and you know how you're just kind of like, um, you just kind of continue to graze uh-huh. as dinner ends. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. And I decided to make myself a hot dog and I just, just absentmindedly. A gra- just a grazed dog. Yeah, yeah, it was a grazed dog. I absentmindedly put some ketchup on the hot dog because it was just in front of me. I was just like grazing at this point. I had, it was, I don't even know. And my wife stopped me and was like, what are you doing? Wow. I was almost dissolved. It was what? pretty embarrassing. Okay. But say, I mean, the graze is a perfect point. You're sitting there. There's one hot dog left on the platter. Yeah. There's no buns. Or maybe there's buns, but you're like, I'm grazing. I don't need a, like, I don't need to do the whole thing. This isn't me, Nathan's. Me, Nobody, nobody's me keeping track. Bun. Give me half a bun. No, no, no. You just take the dog and you're like, I'm just going to eat the dog. Can you just dip the dog in ketchup? Just do a ketchup dip. No bun. Just dog bites listen what's wrong with that come on i'm i'm gonna accept it i'm i think i've grown and i'm gonna let people do what they want to do you know you want to put ketchup that's my only point that's my only (laughs) so this here's my question this is not a question that vincent asks but my question for you what's your cringiest food uh joy what's the thing you break the rules i don't even know the answer to that I don't know. You got to give me. All I, right. I feel like I we'll do come some, back. We'll come back at the end of the pod. I feel like I do some weird things with pickles. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny to me. <laughs> I mean, for real though, that's fair. Like you could do weird things with pickles, uh, food-wise. But what an answer! <laughs> I do, I do weird things with pickles. That's so amazing. It's so amazing. Uh, I think that wraps up emails. What is our email address? Soccerthreadpodcast at gmail.com. No, no podcast. Soccerthread at gmail.com. <laughs> Yikes. Mike, come a, back. It's been a while. Yes, Mike, please. We yeah. need you. Yeah. Um, excuse me. I think the thing that everyone wants to talk about early in the season, we're three games in. Most most teams have played three now, which is three games, wild. Yeah. Publish like middle of August. When do they when do they publish the uh, when are they supposed to publish the, the actual table? I mean, this is Mike Samuelson uh, talking point every year. We I need him, but I think it's after three. I thought it was five, but maybe maybe five seems uh, five seems more reasonable. You get a better sample I, size, but yeah, that's true. I don't like to listen to the, look at the table till thirty eight. That's mine. <laughs> when it matters, I don't believe it until the end, baby. <laughs> Um, well, so who needs the table? Let's just talk about Tuchel and his handshakes. Okay. He he got a red card, right? No. Against Conte. Yeah. Was that week one? Because he was no. back on the touchline this week. How's he back week. on the touchline if he got a red card? Great question, Dan. This was the question that Jesse Marsh also uh, <laughs> posed in the in What the hell is this guy conference. doing here? Did, I he, think, did he in a press conference? Yeah. They, uh, they asked Jesse Marsh... Uh, pregame before uh today's game or yesterday's today's game um are you looking for why would i mean why would they do this the english media loves yeah. the narrative right loves it. uh they asked him essentially why are you looking forward to the touchline handshake with tuchel yeah um and i don't i mean sidebar i don't know if if jesse marsh and, and tuchel have any sort of history um but the jesse marsh today was turned to 11 on his goal celebration. So we'll come back to that in a second. But uh, so 
Marsh was asked, is he looking forward to the, to the handshake? And uh, his response was basically like, why would he be on the touchline? He got a red card last game. Isn't he suspended for a game? Why would he be on the touchline? And like kind of the talking, weird talking point was like, oh God, these Americans need to be explained the red card rules again, which to me is like, uh-huh. I mean, I don't, I don't understand why he would be on the touchline unless he was, um, uh, what's the word, appealing it, um, which I imagine oh, he yeah. was. Uh, so Tuchel was on the, on the touchline. Um, <clears throat> and uh, sorry, a quick Google. Tuchel suspended. First hit from the Daily Mail, which, screw the Daily Mail, but the headline is, Glenn Hoddle shocked Antonio Conte escapes a suspension. So it's n- it's not just the Americans; it's also uh, legend, British legend Glenn Hoddle. So yeah, deal with that. Okay, Spurs Spurs legend. Um. So yeah, I mean, the, although we're the, talking about Tuchel, but same, you know, whatever, Glenn same Hoddle. set of red cards. Yeah. yeah. Um. So anyway, yes, the 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 Conte handshake uh, with with Tuchel resulted in a red card for both managers uh at the end of the game um did you see any any of this did you see the game at all can we go back two weeks Does, do people care to uh chelsea tottenham to chelsea tottenham i care yeah. i didn't see it i didn't even i told you the other day i didn't even watch the highlights so give it to me so great game um i guess we'll just focus on the managers because uh that was kind of the talking point at the end i mean i, I guess the talking point was it was just a it was just a great game like it was mm-hmm. just um, it was hard fought, typical Chelsea Tottenham game, um, two, two, lots of drama. Um, and then the managers get into it too. So, it's perfect. uh, it's, it's Conte and, and Tuchel got into it, uh, after I think they, uh, the tying goal, um, that made it, uh, 1-1, I believe. Um, Rodrigo Bentancourt had a, a tackle that um, at first glance looked like it was a foul, and then you look at it again, and he probably got the ball. You've seen him given, essentially, and Conte went nuts, bumps into... Or no, I'm sorry, Tuchel went nuts, bumps, bumps into Conte. They have to be separated on the, on the sideline. Uh, Chelsea score within the next five minutes. Uh, Tuchel sprints down like the old Jose Mourinho. Speaking of Mourinho, yeah. the, the Mourinho yeah. down to the corner, sprints past Conte, um, and celebrates uh, like way over the top, um, and then Harry Kane scores like a 96th minute um, late, late, yeah, uh, header off off of a, a corner um, from Spurs' new signing Perisic, um, and. Uh, handshake gate commences. Uh, Tuchel, Conte kind of shakes his hand and then walks away. Um, and Tuchel holds the handshake. Doesn't like it. It is the most disrespectful thing. This is the part I saw. I didn't see highlights of the game. I only saw the handshake. Yeah. It is so disrespectful that he holds the handshake. And then, you know, Tuchel is probably, let's say, let's say Conte's 5'5. Five, five. Tuchel's probably 5'11, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's, taller and he's he's doing like you look me in the eye kind of thing and Conte you can see is like steaming 
I yeah. would. I'm saying that Conte breaks, uh, beats the brakes off of Tuchel if he's allowed to. Like it is. Uh, there's it's no contest, but Tuchel. Um, Tuchel is not a fighter. He has no street smarts. That man is a book smart. Is <laughs> uh, yeah, he's dead. He is dead if it's him and Conte. So then, uh, Conte, uh, they have to be separated again. They get red carded. Uh, Conte doesn't say anything about it uh, post match. Um, they ask him about it. Uh, he doesn't say anything about it. Tuchel. I don't know what he does. He he says something about like you look people in the eyes when you when you shake hands and da 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 da. And of, of course Twitter Twitter did their did it's... their due diligence here and like there's a picture of him not looking Sam Dyche in the eye after a game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then after Tuchel says all this, Conte goes on Instagram and is, and shows a picture of Tuchel running down the the sideline past him, and Conte says something like. You're lucky that I didn't see you. Otherwise, I would have <laughs> tripped you, and that would have been worth it, or whatever. Like, just great drama, great narrative, which leads into today's game. Uh, leads Chelsea, um, and I. I just wonder if Marsh and, and Tuchel have any any sort of history. Um, yeah, I don't know. But it was it was like Marsh. Every goal, he was like slamming, uh, slamming water bottles. He did like a run down the sideline and a bunch of fist. He spiked pumps. one. Yeah. It was, uh, and then the, the handshake was was testy at at best. I mean, that they didn't have to be separated. But uh, is Tuchel? Is he just an asshole? Like, is he the next hateable manager in the in the Premier League? He, I mean, I think in the in the moment. Things are not going well for Tuchel, so he's feeling the pressure. That's mm-hmm. my read: is that he is just—he's uh, nervous. He's a nervous man. Chelsea currently in twelfth after three games. If you look at tables after three games, <laughs> on four points, um, so not great. There, there are very good teams doing much worse. So uh, Chelsea, not at all, and you know that's only five points off the lead. So fine, but they're not looking great. Uh, and I think he's just nervous. I think, I think that's all there is to it. Is he an asshole? Probably. Who's not? Like, to, at that level in game too. Like, you take some of the nicest dudes and put them, you know, in the middle of a Premier League soccer game. It's. I mean, everyone will tell you, right? Like, you're different between the lines or whatever. The coaches don't get to be between the lines, but it's their game on the sideline. Like, it's just. He's an asshole on the sideline. That's for sure. I don't know. Is he nice to his family? I hope. But like, <laughs> I, I think Christian Pulisic hates him. So, yeah. So is his is his seat hot? Do you think is is Tuchel? How much leash does he have? I mean, he's not Ten Hag, right? He's not. Uh, but Ten Hag's new. Ten Hag yeah. might get half a season just because. I mean, he probably won't. I suppose, but. Like, you could imagine, even if things are a disaster for United for a while, he gets a little bit of leash. Uh, this is, like, Tuchel's not new to this team. Well, this Chelsea is his have, team. Chelsea have new ownership, right? Um, and they're American, so they don't really know. They don't know, like, how red cards work even. So <laughs> uh, how are we to expect that they're going to know oh, how to, like, fire right. a manager? Um I got you know I do have to say that like if you watch Chelsea that 
their their games have been uh, 1-0 insipid uh, match against Everton. That game was awful. Like it just was terrible. Plotting, they scored on a penalty. The penalty took 10 minutes for them to take just because of the argument. Um, the 2-2 game against Spurs was fantastic. And to be fair to Chelsea, they probably deserved uh, three points, not one. Um, and then this game, they just looked absolutely miserable, right? They give up a pretty and they, bad... And they just got crushed. Oh, 3-0 to, to Leeds, yeah, right? Like Leeds, that's yeah. that's not a That is not a great result. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if, if the seat is hot now... I don't think so. I think that there's probably some hotter seats. Um, but I think he's got to be a little worried. Like, they just, they don't look very happy. They don't, um, they don't look very good. I think you, you think about, like, they they offloaded uh, Lukaku, who wanted to come back to Chelsea and then was absolutely miserable there and was like, please send me back to Inter. Um you know, so I, it's it's not a great look. And it, if you think about like what's, you know, Pulisic hates him, and I think it's pretty obvious. Um, yeah. Although I'm not, I, you know, I'm not saying that Pulisic like pulls the strings there, but like uh, it's it's it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. But he, will an American, you know, an American owner is not Abramovich, who is notorious for you know, cycling managers. Is this American owner willing to do that? Don't know. Is this, yeah, and with new ownership in general, do they come in and they want to try to maintain some stability so they're willing to let him sit? Or do they want to come in and let people know they mean business? Right. I have no idea. Uh, I'm looking at Tuchel's Wikipedia page. He was at Augsburg, uh, the second second team at Augsburg for a year. He was at Mainz for five years, Dortmund for two years, PSG for two years, Chelsea a year and a half now. He so looks like he's on his shelf life. He's got a shelf life of about two to three years. So yeah, exactly. There are definitely managers where it's like you don't get a lot out of them. Maybe he's just there, starting to get know. starting yeah. to get sour. Um, can we talk about Jesse Marsh real quick? Leads he, in in third place, seven points. Uh, two, Tuchel also got a divorce in April, citing irreconcilable differences. So maybe he's an asshole to his family. It's possible. There it's you possible. go. Uh, allegedly, please, Tuchel, if you're an uh, if you're a litigious asshole, uh, I've said nothing. <laughs> I'm just absolutely all speculation. We don't and, release uh, enough pods allegations for, for them to be. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Go ahead. Go Let's ahead. talk about Marsh. Uh, do you wish that he was the U.S. men's national team manager? Uh, at this exact moment? <laughs> no, I don't think... I mean, uh, the the project <laughs> the project needs to maintain some continuity. We're now at the point where like you couldn't swap that. So at this exact moment, I, I don't wish that we would bring him in or something okay. like that. So but, do you wish that... Do you wish that Jesse Marsh was given the reins rather than Burhalter? Would Burhalter Burhal- be having the success that he's having at Leeds? I mean, three games into the season. Who's the better manager? Yeah. 
I mean, I think Marsh has proven himself in the Premier League at this point. And Short the Champions term, League. But he kept them up and the Champions League. They're doing well now. The players seem to love him. If you, I've, I saw most of the game today. The reactions from the players coming off the field are amazing. Like he just looks like he's not the butt, the butt of the jokes yeah. in the locker room at yeah. anymore. Maybe he yeah. was whatever, yeah. but like they, it all just seems like really positive. Um, so it seems like he's proven himself the better coach. Would I? I think the hard part is that managing the the champ or uh, rather the national team and managing a club team are very different. You don't get as much time with the players to implement a system, to work with the players, all of that. So I don't, uh, I'm not sure if he'd be great national team manager because his system is very specific and intensive and takes some drilling and takes buy-in from the players, uh, et cetera. But that said, Berhalter's system at the club level was similar in that sense that it was specific and a little bit different and took buy-in and uh you know Burholter has adjusted i think more than the players have to the system and so they found this place that they're in now maybe marsh would do the same thing um and i think i mean if i'm going to take the question very seriously at the time that Burholter was appointed i don't think marsh had proven himself to be a better coach at that time yeah. So it's not like a missed opportunity back in 2019 or whenever that was, 2020. Um, but I do, like, I look at Marsh and I think, man, it's like, it looks good. The players look bought in. A lot of managing a national team is just getting guys to, sh- like, show up and, and put them in good spots. And so, like, would I, I take Marsh at the national team after this cycle or eventually? Yeah. But do I think it's likely? He's doing great. Why would he go? Why would he yeah, come to the, right. play the national team that? now? Like exactly. he's doing so well in the Premier League. I, I th- you know, the 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 buy-in thing that you mentioned. Um, I don't usually do this, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to hand it to Burhalter. I think he has some buy-in from his players. Um, I think we mentioned this on the text thread this summer. Yeah. Uh, During about, our hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think there was like the the uh, video of of Burhalter throwing a back pass or behind the back pass yeah. in the in the, in locker, the locker room, room. and Yedlin yeah. was and I can't remember who I think it was Jedi was um, kind of like they were do the behind the back do the behind the back. yeah um, and I I was like yeah God like I looked at that at first at first glance I was like these guys are making fun of him and then at second glance it's like he knows he knows that they're making fun of him. And he's part of it. He's like he's like a teacher, right? Like he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna allow myself to be kind of the butt of the joke, be the clown, because you yeah. guys are gonna buy into that. Um, and I think that he's <laughs> because you able... guys are basically middle schoolers, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Right. Like, Which is the like maturity hey, level. Yeah. Manage the team, right? Like you got manage, man, manage the players in front of you, Yedlin. Which to me, it feels like there's there's a pretty good. Uh, there's a good atmosphere, or there was, uh, you know, in that camp around the U.S. men's national team and, and within the, within the team, and it seems like they're they're together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good um, and so there's there's buy-in there that Burhalter has been able to do, and I think maybe be maybe a little quicker than Marsh has been able to do, uh, or at least in 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 smaller smaller bits, right? So he's been able to yeah. do it quicker yeah. in in that they. 
he only sees them in, in like bits and pieces. Uh, management wise, like it feels like Burhalter doesn't really have a plan. Um, whereas Marsh, I feel like probably has a plan and is able to communicate that and they're able to execute it. How much of that plan is, is the same as, um, Bielsa's, which is just run your guts out. Right. Because like, that's yeah. how they scored their first with Aronson just high pressing, um, you know, is, is he just taking that, like, run your guts out, maybe a little bit more organized, uh, which is great. Like, that's also yeah. very hard to do. Play the hand you're dealt as yeah. well. Like, if that's yeah. what the team's set up to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, but regardless, you know, we got some Leeds fans on the, on the, on the pod that listen to the pod. So uh, they're, they're in great shape. Love it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so <laughs> that's all just a Tuchel update, basically. Uh, great just, we, hey, it's the thread it's a soccer thread and that's the thread we're pulling on okay uh, you mentioned Aronson's goal just the pure Aronson just, yeah, 100%. he chases down he chases down Mendy in the Chelsea goal on a ball that nobody this ball comes back to the goalkeeper everyone else just lays off and waits for the ball to get played back out right Aronson not only in Leeds not only playing under Marsh but it's just his like intrinsic it's his thing. He just chases it down. Mendy's like, what the hell is this guy doing here? And bobbles it. Just beautiful. Uh, no Adams looks and Aronson. No, looks, no looks for no reason. That's the best <laughs> part for sure. What? Who cares and why? What? Uh, well, you think you're saucy now? Come on. It's just like so <laughs> silly. I love it. Uh, Aronson, though, the rest of the game also looked great. He was turning yeah. guys in midfield. He was blowing past guys. Maybe he is saucy. I shouldn't make fun of him. Adams has looked great. Yeah. Uh, drawing comparisons, maybe halfway tongue-in-cheek, but to, uh, to not Antonio Conte, to uh, uh, the Angolo other Conte, Conte, the French Conte, N'Golo Conte, uh, playing really well in the defensive midfield. Those mm-hmm. guys at Leeds, uh, I mean, just look absolutely great over three yeah. games. So. Yeah. Three games in, uh, they look they look great. I mean, I think, uh, you know, the the uh, the fan is is like, you know, Aronson gets a, his first Premier League game, so that's great. He gets interviewed, but um, you're kind of, uh, you know, galaxy-brained soccer fan is saying Adams is like. Uh, a huge, like a linchpin in, in that defensive yeah, he's the position, yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's great. Uh, other Americans in the Premier League, Pulisic at Chelsea. I don't think he started a game. He's come on at least twice, maybe in all three so far. Yeah. Uh, we've said Chelsea not doing well. I don't think he's put up any big stats, no goals or assists yet. Nope. Uh, you know, Colin would say that's fine. Keep him on ice. He's he's the player he is. We need him in the World Cup. Don't let him get injured. You're agreeing with that still at this point, or are you starting to worry? What's your Pulisic read? I mean, what they play sixteen weeks, sixteen game weeks, sixteen, and yep. then and then we have the World Cup. Um, he is injury prone, so I'm happy to to keep him on the bench. And you know what? I'm happy. Those frosted tips got, uh, they grew yeah. out. They're gone. <laughs> I, oh my God. Thank I bet I have, I have a feeling that Tuchel made them, made them, uh, 
<laughs> That's why he's so unhappy. Um, he did it in his sleep. He shaved him. Yeah. <laughs> no, he shaved him himself, and he made him look him in the eyes as he was shaving his <laughs> Looked him in the eyes. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, there's the rumor is that like Pulisic might be getting loaned to United. Um, yeah, which I don't, you know, part of me is like, I feel like he has to get some game time, right? You got to get a little bit of game time. Um, but I don't want him hurt because he seems to be kind of uh, a fragile player and he's always hurt. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the answer with Pulisic. He's kind of a weird. Uh, it's just a weird puzzle for me to solve with with Pulisic. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I think he needs to move. In terms of the World Cup, I don't hate where he's at now. I think fifteen or twenty minutes every week or twice a week is okay. Yeah. Um. His overall career is not looking good. So either he's got to go or Tuchel's got to go. Tuchel looks like he might, so maybe Pulisic sticking around isn't so bad. Yeah. But, excuse me, Chelsea also have a history of offloading very talented kind of winger forward types that uh, go on to be really, really great at other clubs. Uh, I'm thinking of like Aryan Robben, Mohamed Salah. Yep. There are probably others, but those are the like really obvious two. Joe Cole, who maybe wasn't like really great anywhere else, but you know, a good player. Um, and so part of me isn't that worried because it's like, yeah, sometimes Chelsea just doesn't handle these guys correctly, and I don't know what kind of institutional uh, kind of inertia there is that would link how Aryan Robben was managed versus how Christian Pulisic is fifteen years later. Yeah, but the, I mean, you could draw a line, maybe. Uh, all of this basically is to say that I would love Christian Pulisic to go to uh, Bayern Munich because that's a <laughs> club that se- seems to take these guys that that seem great but don't quite make it work at whatever club they're at. Yeah, and they just go there and they play really solid football for ten years. So, uh, you know, whatever Christian Pulisic's dad's name is, if you're listening, uh, get Christian over to Bayern and uh, let's just let that roll. Back to Germany. Back to Germany. Transfer Back winter closes on, on September 1st, so we still got some time. We got a little time. All right. Uh, the internet tells me that Christian Pulisic's dad liked a tweet that criticized Thomas Tuchel today. So <laughs> it's all happening. That's great. It's we love a good happening. helicopter parent on this pod. <laughs> uh, other Americans in the Premier League, Turner at Arsenal, not playing, I, I just, think. I just want to know if, I haven't Vincent, looked that up. if Vincent is liking uh, tweets about his son's (laughs) coach on twitter he's dropping his son off and then he's like searching the hashtag for the local youth club uh yeah i can't brookfield lions hashtag brookfield lions hashtag uh i'm sorry if that's offensive to you vincent in any way if you hate brookfield for one reason or another you know whatever um all right so three weeks in Give me your reactions. Top five are Arsenal, City, Leeds, Tottenham, and Brighton. Bottom five, Liverpool, Everton, Wolves, Leicester, United, West Ham. Amazing. Amazing. Give me your your three reactions out of the top and bottom five. Uh, Reaction one, Spurs are going to win the league. Come on. 
It's I'm, I make this bet it's, every year. It's nailed year. on. Simulate it. It's done. It's done. Um, <clears throat> Arsenal are good, but they haven't played anybody yet. I'm just waiting for Arsenal to Arsenal. Although Spurs will be Spurs, so. Gabriel uh, Jesus has looked so good for them. Yeah, he has. He has. He has looked That's, very good. Yeah. Um, but that won't last long. Um, it's also the Lets. So City, City dropped points today. Mm-hmm. Um, drew 3-3 against At Newcastle. Newcastle. Yep. Uh, they did like their t- kind of typical City thing. They score first, and then Newcastle take a 3-1 three, lead, and City is like, oh, I guess I'll... I guess we should start playing soccer again. Yeah. Um, and and kind of storm back, score two goals in like 10 minutes to make it 3-3. Um, everyone at the beginning of the season, even that like that first game with uh, Holland scoring two, um, was like this simulate it, this season's over, City is going to run away with this. Do you feel like them dropping points now, is that going to change... Right, like no one cares about Arsenal. Arsenal is, you know, nine out of nine points here. They've scored nine goals. They've only conceded two. Uh, does it, does it matter? Like, I I joke about Spurs winning the league. Right? Yeah, I think that they joke. legit have an outside shot. Like I really do. Sure. They're, they're, sure. They've made some great transfers. This this uh, although we know how transfers work out. <laughs> but they've they've made some great business uh, in this transfer window. Uh, I like where they're at. I love Conte. But it's City, right? Like, and it's always City. Yeah, they're. I mean, I think it goes one of two ways, which is not exactly three. There are clearly three ways. One is like this ends up not mattering. It's a blip. Uh, they didn't look good against Newcastle, and by, you know, end of October, they'll have gone and taken thirty out of the next thirty points or right. whatever, and just dominate, and they will be they'll run away. But things are cyclical, and sometimes these teams that on paper should be amazing just never figure it out. Yeah. And sometimes I think that happens because there's some imbalance. And Holland, for as being you know one of the top players in the world, he's a different player than the way that they have played before. Yeah. And so it's a little bit interesting to me to see how that works. And you know, if just maybe that upsets the natural balance of things, even though he's on paper an addition, of course if maybe it just sidetracks them enough that they never quite work it out or that, you know, the space that KDB or that uh, Bernardo or that whoever else used to run into, if Holland is just always in that space because he never cycles out anymore. Right. Like, you know, Jesus used to or whatever. Like if it's, I don't know. I think there is a scenario where they kind of limp to fourth or sixth or something. Because it happens every once in a while. Like, it's it's not unheard of for that team to... Like, the Leicester year, everyone kind of just sucked, right? And yeah. So, and Leicester won the league. Right. So it happens. Uh, 
is there is there like a wild hype machine around Holland? Like, is he overrated? I'm not saying is he overrated, but the hype machine is just you listen to kind of the English broadcasters talk about him and it's like, yeah. Oh, it looks like he's running downhill. The field, the field is tilted in his, in his direction. It, like he's so powerful. I, and he is, I'm I mean, not saying he, that he is isn't. the way, the way dudes were bouncing off of him today. Yeah. Like pretty wild. I, is, do you, I think he's properly rated. Is he, he going, <laughs> is he going, he looks is he so going good? Do you put money? Are you, are you putting money on him scoring? Uh, winning the golden boot. I mean, in a literal sense, I'm not, but oh, I would. Would you? Like, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I don't see who, I mean, odds on, right? He may not be over 50% chance, but he's certainly the favorite out of the contenders. I'm just saying he's uh, tied with Mitrovic, so that's all. <laughs> so, something to think about. <laughs> I mean, I might also put some money on Mitro because those have got to be good odds. <laughs> got to be good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's properly rated. I, he just doesn't seem necessarily like the type of striker that city naturally needs. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe that, or that they haven't had, maybe it is exactly who they've naturally needed for the last t- 10 years and that right. they've never had, but it's definitely, he's a different kind of striker. I just uh, feel like so city don't score a ton of goals. Like, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm I wrong think with this, that's but, but wrong. I feel like City is just, I'm probably wrong. But I just, I don't know. There's something about watching City play where I'm just like, these guys are boring. Like, yeah. you're boring. It's, you're boring. It's, yes, thank you. Tiki Taka sucks. <laughs> Finally, I get somebody to agree with me. I'm just, uh, but I want to like watch them and be like, okay, I'm going to get into this game and I'm going to be. Like amazing. It's not exciting soccer. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. They're just boring. Yeah. I mean, it's incisive and clinical and all of those things, but it's, uh, yeah, they don't, they never, I don't say they never, they probably score on br- the break more than any other team or something, yeah. you know, whatever. But, uh, no, I see what you mean. Definitely. Definitely. And Holland might change that because he's the type of striker I think that can lead to, potentially a little more direct play or at least have a focus and it's a little bit less kind of tiki taka. Okay. Um, but so, so you're yeah, telling me to get on the, the Holland hype train, get on the Holland hype train. Listen, and he's, look, he's if I'm captain. betting, I'm still betting on city as well. So. He's captain on my, uh, on my fantasy team. So, so you're there. Choo, choo, baby. It. Choo, choo. <laughs> All right. Was that still your first reaction? Was that reaction number one? Oh, I don't know. Who knows uh, where we are. Let's let's uh, talk Leeds. Let's, how about uh, Leeds in the top five? Is that is that real? I mean, it's not sustainable. Okay, where but, do they end the season? Uh, Mid table, I think. I think. I think. I think that they. There's other teams that are going to be really, really bad, that are going to be fighting relegation, and I just don't think Leeds are going to be that bad. I really don't. They'll above that. They'll yeah. be above those six teams or whatever. Yeah. Comfortably. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably. Um, right. I mean, I think if you think of like Southampton is bad, they're probably going to be relegated. Um, Nottingham Forest 
is not great, although they somehow has have signed an entirely new team. They've have they have 15 15 <laughs> transfers from the championship team that was promoted. Like 15, I'm, that's insane. That is an insane I'm, amount of players. I'm pretty sure when I played uh, football manager Jesus, 15 years ago or something like that, I was Nottingham Forest and that feels like a football manager move. Just be like, eh, let's see. I'll just go out and, yeah. Oh, I need to sell somebody to buy that guy? All right, no problem. It was so, I'm going to, I'm not going to say this correctly. um, So please don't check my math. But I feel like someone said that they are signing a new player like once every four days or something. I think I saw the same thing. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, so. Give me Leeds, middle of the table. I'm happy with that. that okay. I think that that's what, where there'll be. Uh, was Brighton the team last year that like was really, really good throughout the year? Like, you know, top five, top six, and then ended wherever they ended. But yeah, they okay. They so they're they're right in United the same kind of spot. Times or not a couple times, but they, I think they beat United at their at their home like four or five zero or something. And they did it a couple weeks ago to United again. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, bottom of the table, Manchester United. So, so lovely. Are they the Everton of this year? I mean, I, you know, Everton's not very good, too. We should mention they, they <laughs> are likely. Uh, they could not, also not go good. down. Uh, yeah. um, I think another team that we should mention that is, I think, going to be struggling um, to stay up is Leicester as well. So, like... When you when you factor like Everton, Knotts, Nottingham Forest, uh, Leicester, um, I mean, let's throw United in there because they're really bad. But they just signed Casemiro, so who knows? Um, they've, you got, know they've got Pulisic coming. They're gonna yeah, be right. They got Pulisic coming. Southampton, like all these, like I just don't see Leeds in in that kind of mix. Um, you know, West Ham hasn't won a game yet, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Does, they, does, they're do on you, zero points. Do you see the United struggles continuing, or does that ship get righted with Ten Hag? I mean, what do you call riding that ship? They out of the drop zone. I don't I think mean, they're going to get relegated. I don't. I mean, I think they've got a huge Cristiano Ronaldo-sized hole or problem that they've yeah. got to figure out. Yeah. And honestly, they should probably just get rid of him because yeah. that's not. For the same reason that uh, Sir Alex Ferguson got rid of, got rid of players is because right. when they start, when they become bigger than the club, you can't manage them, so right. they got to go. Yeah, uh, and that's not on Ten Hag. I mean, it was obvious that that was going to happen when they brought him back, but that's not on Ten Hag because he wasn't there. So I think they've got to deal with that, and they'll be a better team without him. Um, I don't think they're going to get relegated. That's no, it's crazy. Way it's too crazy. It's too crazy. Same with Leicester, though. Obviously, honestly, they're. Um, they're bad. Oh my god, they're really bad. I don't. Maybe I just have too much faith in Brendan Rodgers. Still, I think he's a good manager, even though he's very easy to make fun of. Uh, I, I just don't see them getting relegated. Um, my uh, issue with them is that like they're going to lose some of their better players. Like Telemans is has been rumored to go to Arsenal, which I think it that seems likely. Um, they're just and they're just bad. They're just really bad. Could like be. the the Vardy party is over. It's they're bad. How old is Jamie Vardy now? Too old. 
too old to be keeping them up in the champ in the in the Premier League. How many uh, Instagram followers does Jamie Vardy's wife have, and can they just <laughs> can they just live on her influencer status? You mean Wagatha Christie? Wagatha Christie. <laughs> Jamie Vardy's thirty-five. Uh, he, yeah, that that party has to be close to being over. The oh, way yeah. he plays. Yeah. 35 year olds in the pre- I mean 35 year olds in men's league can't play the way he plays so in the premier right. league you can't imagine yeah. Yeah. um a, a club that I'm worried about though is Aston Villa I think Gerard does not look like he's doing well there uh they look pretty bereft of of hope and ideas and and buy-in for whatever you however uh, much credit you give kind of locker room buy-in in terms of you know soft skills or whatever yeah. but yeah. uh I think Villa and Gerard are in trouble. Uh, so I agree that there are a lot of, there's a, there's a big group of teams that are going to make the relegation battle interesting this year. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea if West Ham is one of those teams that are they so much different than last year? They've been good. Why are they bad? I, 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 well, let's see what they started with. Like who have their, their games have been against city, right? Uh, I feel like they've uh, had some th- some tough games that that maybe you know that will. I, I don't know. City, they lost to Nottingham Forest. And oh yeah, lost, that's right. They probably should have won Brighton. that game though. They should have won that game, and they lost to Brighton. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. West Ham is bad. Maybe they're bad. Maybe they're bad. I don't know. I don't know. Good thing we won't look at the table until five games. That's fine. <laughs> um, so. All of this, I mean, it's great to have the champion, uh, the Premier League back, and we're running long, so we can talk about this as much as you want or not. But like, the league is starting early. Uh, it feels like preseason was very short, so maybe maybe all these teams just need to play themselves into shape. Yeah. But all of this is against the backdrop of the World Cup at uh, Thanksgiving time. How much? Like, I don't know. The first half of the season, do you care about it? Is it all just like? take place as a warm-up for individual players heading into the world cup mm-hmm. does it like how how does that world cup affect the way that you're thinking about the beginning of the season yeah it's a good question because like it's they're not even going to play half the season no right? they're playing so 16 they're they don't 16. even get to 19 yeah. right so we it's so silly there's there's no like all it's it's not like the world cup is an all-star break and you can be like all right right at the all-star break we or we need to do this this and this uh, to make a push for the for the yeah. whatever top four or whatever, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, it. I think the goal has got to be, as a team, if you're managing this, right? If you're Jesse Marsh, right? Yeah. And I think as Jesse Marsh, your goal is probably mid table. So as a manager. I think you have to be, you have to set, you know how you set like the, the uh, 40 points is the not relegated zone. Yep. That's the I bar. think as a manager, you have to say by game week 16, for us to be where we need to be for this season, we need to have X amount of points. Yeah. yeah and then, yeah. then, then that's how you have to kind of manage that season. And then coming back, like, I don't even know. Like, 
what what does that look like i think is the bigger question i i mean that's a so i've two thoughts the first is that actually my like my hot take was going to be that they should have just straight up split the season the european leagues anyway into aperture and close era like yep. two half seasons it'd be amazing to look back at the history and be like oh and then there was this year where there was the world cup and they played two half seasons and there were two champions and like they should have just done it like it'd be yeah. so much more fun if it yeah. was a, like play a proper season so it's short fine but like do that uh and then one day when your son says why did they do that you would say because cream because cream exactly because <laughs> Because you go back and you look at the history books, you know, and you're like, oh, they're the missing seasons from World War II or what. And that's not right. like a, you know, not making any fun of world wars. Right. But like you go back through and you can see the history through the World Cup or through the uh, the seasons. Like it's so they should have just split this up and yeah. it would have been so much more interesting. It'd be right now. It'd be so fun. Yeah. It'd be three games into a 19 game season. It would matter already. It'd be right. so fun. It'd be great. Uh, the other thought, though, your question, how do you come back? Actually, all of these guys that go and play in the World Cup, they'll come back and all of that uh, like World Cup transfer hype is going to happen in the January window now. Oh, my God. That's right. It's going to be amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. So I love it. So so please play thanksgiving to christmas world cups every time so we oh, can get that's insane. ridiculous yeah ridiculous the trans- january transfer windows the transfer windows gonna be nuts it's oh gonna it's be gonna nuts. be so stupid that's gonna be great that's a good some play. random colombian dude the james of the winter world yep. cup is gonna get 200 <sighs> million it's a great be, point yeah. that's a great point uh it's yeah the whole thing is just such a a dumpster fire though the I don't know the world. Tyler cup, Tyler they, Adams to Real Madrid for a hundred billion dollars. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the quality of the World Cup without—I mean, this is not like some incisive analysis, but we don't get the camps ahead of the World Cup. They come in and they've got the first games yeah. so quickly, and then coming back to their European clubs same way. Like it's all—it's a mess. Uh, so I hope it. I hope it works. I don't know, but is this an asterisk season for you? Like the the league champion, it, do you do you give them an asterisk? I I bet we'll look. I mean, I don't know. We'll see what the result is. Because if if City just wins it and it feels like it didn't matter if there was a World right. Cup or not, right? Then it won't be. Yeah. But if something goofy happens, we'll remember it, and you know, we'll look back in ten years and be like, oh, do you you know, right? The whatever the season leads won it because they managed the world cup break the best like <laughs> it'll just be some random thing yeah it could be it could be an asterisk season or they had the least amount of international players right so they're <laughs> all fresh yeah right i mean i don't know the whole thing with the backdrop it's just very strange to me um starting early and then knowing that it breaks at thanksgiving and right. just like it's it it's weird, weird man it's weird it's weird yeah all right, that's what we got. Uh, you got anything else? No, amazing. Good amazing. To be back. Uh, good to feels be back. Good. Just a little, a little seventy minute two man pod for you. <laughs> there it is. Right. Uh, thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Cliff. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Uh, 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 uh,